Hey, this is Rich. This is Cass. This is Jacob. This is Luke. Yes, Salut, c'est Jonathan Mercier. Welcome to the Hillsong Creative Micropod. Welcome, welcome to Team Night, everybody. Yeah, come on. Oh, we're so pumped that you could be with us. It's a massive privilege that you would use your time uh, to come and join us, be a part of this team. Um, I think tonight we, um, we get the privilege of talking about worship. And I know that I probably don't have to mention this, but the point of this season of Team Night is, has li very little to do with musical instruments and singing and everything to do with drawing closer to the Father, who also happens to be the Creator of the universe. I know you've all heard a thousand messages on why we should worship, but we thought we would encourage you by talking a little bit about what happens when we actually do worship. I wanna encourage you guys a, a story in my own life. I remember growing up, my mum, she was a worshipper, like, just a straight, from when I was 10 years old, when she got saved, she was just a worship fiend. She, she would just have it on the house at, at all times. And I, I remember specifically one, one time, um, my grandmother, her mum was, was very sick in hospital. And, and you know, a few times a week, three times a week, we would drive an hour to the hospital to see her. And um, in that season of my mum's life, I just remember, the one thing I remember about it was that she just, surrounded herself with worship. She, she just pushed into God. And I remember just thinking as a, young, as a young person, even just as a kid, listening to all these old vineyard songs and, <clears throat> and just watching my mum sing them as we drove. It, it really made an impact on my life. And I know uh, later on in life as a teenager, you know, growing up and dealing with, with things growing up, you know, um, I was just an insecure kid battling, you know, kind of, rejection issues, I had dad issues. And um, I just remember, you know, like listening to Smashing Pumpkins in the Dark, you know, standard uh, angry teenager stuff, you know. And, um, <laughs> but I just, I, I would always remember that, that the way to get through these seasons was to draw near to God because my mom had modeled it for me. And I just remember when I, drawn, when I drew near to God, it was like I was looking at myself through a different lens. I was reminded of who I was because of how God saw me and not so much because of what I was facing or what I was dealing with or who I saw in the mirror and who I, who I didn't really like at the time, you know? And, and I just remember that season of my life, drawing near to God and, um, and just growing this, backbone that I couldn't explain. And, um, and we're gonna hear from Sebastian Strand, who is the global film and television director. That's a pretty big deal, right? Um, he's gonna share with us and we've got some others um, who are really going to kind of encourage you tonight, I believe. I was slapped in the face the other day. It was at the gym. You'll be relieved to know though that it wasn't a physical one, but a proverbial one, but it hurt nonetheless. It happened as I was listening to a podcast about the prophets. Aha, I thought to myself, the good old prophets, calling out idol worship among the people of God. But I'm a Christian, so as long as I love God, I should be off the hook. 
I very soon found myself back on the hook though, because the voice of the podcast reminded me that there's another side to worship. It's a side that's arguably more uncomfortable than the Bulgarian split squad in which I was engaging at the time. It's a side to worship that goes beyond the comfortable God and me box. Justice, mercy, others. Where we worship, justice should also be present. The prophets don't just claim love God, they claim love people in the very same breath. Hosea claims that God desires mercy, not sacrifice. Micah says that God requires us to do justly, to love mercy and to walk humbly with Him. In Isaiah, Israel says that, you know, God, we're fasting, haven't you noticed? To which God responds, yeah, you're fasting, but on the day that you're fasting, you do as you please, you exploit all your workers. Is this not the kind of fasting that I've chosen to loose the chains of injustice, to untie the cords of the yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wonder with shelter? In the story of the Good Samaritan, I realized very quickly, I'm not always the Good Samaritan. I wasn't even sometimes the wounded. Oftentimes I'm the religious person who's rushing off to my me and God box, leaving the wounded by the wayside. Loving God, loving people, the two go hand in hand. Worship of God equals justice for the orphan, the foreigner, the widow, the poor. Like James puts, a religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress. Or that time when Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house with sinners and the Pharisees got really upset because he's having a meal with sinners. And Jesus responds straight out of Hosea, go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. So I left the gym in discomfort for more than the obvious reasons that day, because I realized that my approach to worship in 2020 and possibly also yours, as we find ourselves in isolation, has been so focused on me and God, God and me. But how does my worship of God change the life of someone who can't pay me back? In a place where justice is the fruit of, as well as the expression of our devotion. That's how I got my slap, amen. Well, hello, Hillsong Creative. My name is Shekinah. It is so nice to meet you all if we haven't met before. It's good to be with you guys here tonight. Okay, so when I was 16 years old, a revival was happening in a nearby city. It was the sort of revival that you hear and you read about. Mighty miracles, people flooding in from all over the world just to experience it. So one night, a group of friends from church and myself decided that we needed to experience this for ourselves. We were desperate to see what God was doing there. Now, the night was everything we expected it would be. The Holy Spirit was present and He was moving and we were seeing incredible miracles happen. But at the very end, I experienced something that I wasn't expecting. You see, they decided to do an old school Pentecostal prayer tunnel where every person in the building would walk through and be prayed for by the team that they had and their lead guy. So upon our turn to go through this tunnel, the line actually at the very end started to get backed up because people were falling over in the spirit where the main guy was. And as a result, it was holding up the line, which was sort of annoying me at the time. But then something wild happened. As the leaders were praying and we slowly walked through, the man who had his hand on my head turned to me and said, there's a songbird on your head. 
And as I looked at him, fairly confused, he responded back to me in a tone so urgent, I will never forget it. He said, never stop singing. Whatever you do, never stop singing. You see, at first, I thought he was referring to the act of singing as I was and am a singer. But over the years, I've come to realize that the urgency in which he spoke had nothing to do with my act of singing, but instead in the power of choosing to sing even when it was painful, because little did I know that painful days were coming. He was referring to the power of choosing to praise. You see, our circum present circumstances or lack of understanding will never change the fact that God is always worthy to be praised. You see, to choose to praise in times of hardship, to choose to praise when life is chaotic, to praise when people in life disappoint you, to praise when you don't get that job you prayed for, to praise when the loved one you have passes away, to praise when your marriage is falling apart, to praise when you're terrified you're never gonna, that you're gonna be alone for forever, to praise when your child is sick, to praise when you feel like God isn't listening, to praise when nothing is going the way that you expected as a child of God and as a believer that act of praise becomes a sacrifice. But on the other end of that sacrifice is a reward. In the process of praising Him in our sorrow, we become closer to Him and more like Him. The priorities we thought we needed begin to fall away and He fills us with what He knows we need. When we choose to praise, we make the conscious decision to lift our eyes from the chaos surrounding us to the one who will bring peace. We become braver and stronger and wiser and more like Him because He is always on the other side of our praise. So Hillsong Creative, I don't know if anyone has ever told you this before, but there's a songbird on your head. So whatever you do, never stop singing or playing, or dancing, or writing, or mixing, or producing, or painting, or building, or filming, or sculpting, or editing, or directing, or composing, or designing, or whatever is the vessel God has gifted you to use to praise Him. Never stop doing it because He is on the other side and always will be. James 4.8 says, draw close to God and He will draw close to you. That's a promise. So when the world or your emotions say to step back because it's feeling like it's all a bit too much, take a step in because there is a powerful promise on the other end of the praise that you are sacrificing to Him. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Shekinah. That was powerful. Um, I've got Jeff Foster with me. Hello. Hey, Jeff. Hey, mate. And you are, you're from our Nui crew. I am. And you right. are... You oversee, you oversee um, stage and set design? Correct. That's, I mean, some of the stuff that comes out of your team, man, is massively impressive. It's, it's pretty crazy. It looks so good. It's good so fun. all the special kind of set pieces that, uh, that are involved with conference, that's Jeff. Um, and you used to oversee creative in Newcastle. Yeah, so I was in, um, in the Newcastle team where obviously Hillsong in Newcastle is part of our church now. And um, But before that, I was worship pastor there as well. And so 10 years in total, I was worship pastor at that particular location, Amazing. which is cool. So I went from worship pastor to building stuff, which is obviously <laughs> the right, right way. Alley, it's though, the pathway that everyone should do. Yeah, it's good fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I asked you to speak tonight. Yeah, thanks for that. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. I went from worship 
to building stuff to being asked by you to speak. So that's cool. <laughs> bit of a bit of pathways there. Um, it was awesome. I, I, I was actually really excited about it. And um, so, uh, like, you know, was sort of preempting, and so I, I, you know, put some time in the calendar this morning as I was on my on my way to work this morning. So I spent a couple of hours on the train, and um, and so it was. My plan was. You know the make Jad proud message. Um, that's what I was going for. It was the I just you know, Jad's asked me. You know I just want to make him proud. So, and so I started and you know was working on you know something there and and then my phone started to light up with a few text messages and um, a friend of mine and someone who was in our team in Newcastle had been in hospital um, for a couple of days and um, she'd had a brain aneurysm and so on my train trip this morning um, she actually passed away. Um, which is a bit of a message stopper in regard to preparation. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, you know, I, it sort of sidetracked from the make Jad proud message to the um, nothing actually makes sense anymore message. And um, so, yeah, I pretty much spent the entire day trying to get out of this. Um, I don't know how many times I've been asking Gabby, but she wouldn't let me. So, um and then tonight we, we chatted and you and I chatted and um, everything about how, <clears throat> how you've preempted tonight and about what worship is, is exactly what I'm going through, like right now. It's not a, hey, five years ago, I dealt with this thing and God's, uh, you know, came through. It's right now. And so <clears throat> if I could say anything to, two seconds. If I could say anything about worship, it would be that worship is not songs. That worship is not only songs. It's not only the music that we sing. It's not only the lyrics that we write. Um, Worship is a lifestyle. And it's a lifestyle that we live. It's a lifestyle that we outwork. And it's a lifestyle that that actually helps and, and frames our response to what the world so freely delivers to us. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for being, um, for just being available and being so brave. Um, big love to our Newcastle team. Um, we love you guys. We're praying for you, and uh, and we uh, we're with you. Yeah. One thing I know is that we we seldom find ourselves at the beginning or the end of the journey. We're somewhere in the middle, and so I guess when we when we commit ourselves to, to kind of running towards God throughout the seasons, He's there to help. Yep. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. Well, good evening, everyone. My name is James Bayless, and I'm a part of the Youth Creative here at Hills. Shout out to Hills Fuel. You're in my heart. Growing up, I've always been taught about the power of worship and what it means to live a life of worship and a life of surrender and all that God can do with that. But in these past months, I learned something completely different. You see, just over two months ago, I'd come home from work for the day and I had to do some study. I had to work on some assessments. So I just went straight into my room and I was working on my assessments. And whilst I was there, my dad had a heart attack. Now, while I won't tell you the events of everything that transpired that night, I wish I could tell you that I did everything I knew to do to proclaim the name of Jesus and the power that name had and the healing it brings. 
But that's not my story. You see, when I cried out the name of Jesus that night, I was met with silence. And the 14th of September, my dad, Michael Bayless, passed away. And whilst I couldn't understand what had happened, and I still can't understand what, it, what has happened, in the middle of this loss, I was caught in this tension of believing what having faith and worship could do, no matter what the circumstance and the tension of not seeing it fulfilled when you actually call upon it. You see, whilst we were shocked and didn't understand why this had happened, we were given a ton of support in prayer. And from that, I received this message from one of our pastors, Cass Langton, and it's something that I've held on to ever since I read it. It's from Lamentations 3, and it says this. It says, I'll never forget the trouble, the utter lostness, the taste of ashes, the poison I've swallowed. I remember it all. Oh, how well I remember the feeling of hitting the bottom. But there's one thing I remember. And remembering I keep a grip on hope. And it's this, that God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great your faithfulness. I'm sticking with God. I say it over and over. He's all I've got left. It says a bit further on, when life is heavy and hard to take, go off by yourself. Enter the silence. Bow in prayer, don't ask questions, wait for hope to appear. Don't run from trouble, take it full face because the worst is never the worst. Why? Because the master won't ever walk out and fail to return. If he works severely, he also works tenderly because his stockpiles of loyal love are immense. You see, while experiencing all of the hurt and confusion and loss and I learned what the writer of this passage was trying to say. And it's not some profound thought. It's not something that blows you off your feet. As soon as you realise it, it's just one simple truth. It's that Jesus is all I've got left. That whilst my trust and my hope in Jesus may not have brought a victory now, I know that there is a victory to come and that it is more than what I can see now. You see, in the midst of feeling that there is no end in sight, I take a grip on hope that Jesus has already secured the victory and that I know I'll see my dad again very soon because of that victory that's been won. You see, that's what worship does. It gives us a steadfast hope that the worst is never the worst. It's an assurance that Jesus carries our hurt and it's a proclamation of the glory that is to come. So whilst I can't see the fruit of my worship, now I know one day I'll see it in all its splendour and majesty maybe with my dad right beside me and everyone who I've ever lost and will be standing face to face with my King. Amen. Yeah, I think we should clap for that. Thank you, James. Beautiful, beautiful. I first, I just want to say thank you to every single person who, who spoke tonight, who shared from their own lives and their own relationships with Jesus because Testimony is powerful and it's also costly. And so I, I just want to say thank you before I say anything else. And, you know, these guys each articulated so beautifully not only why we worship, 
but what happens when we do, what happens when we make that decision? Our surrender brings us closer to God. Justice, Strand said, abides where God is worshipped. Sometimes our praise is a sacrifice. Sometimes it's hard, but God is always waiting on the other side of it. And I'm sure you have had your own revelation of what worship looks like in your life, of what has happened when you worship. You've had your own encounters with God and times that have marked you. I know I have had those own precious moments. And we know that there's power in our own personal expression of worship. And as creatives, we know that worship is not something that is limited to an amount of time or an event. It is this beautiful thing that should flow from our very lives. But even though we know these things, we've experienced them. And again tonight, we have been beautifully reminded. It is always a choice, isn't it? It's a choice every single time because God does not come and take our worship from us. He doesn't, but we choose to give it to Him. And every day we have another opportunity to offer our lives afresh and to fix our eyes on Him and to turn our hearts toward Him. And like Shek read before from James, we have this promise. It is a promise that when we draw near to Him, He draws near to us. It's this beautiful invitation that is just always extended to us. And this life of worship, it's this thing we can grow and we can cultivate and we can experience His presence and there's no limit to it. But sometimes we still just need to be reminded, don't we? To keep choosing Him and to stay close to keep taking steps toward Him every single day, to keep drawing near, not once in a while, when we really, really, really need Him, but this long, steady walk of drawing near every day and bringing our worship. Because the truth is, even if He never did another thing for us, ever, isn't He still forever worthy of all of our worship with everything within us, until the end of our days. He is always worthy. So tonight, as we, as we draw close to finishing, let's be encouraged and let's be strengthened by each other's testimonies and encounters with God. But more than anything, let's be determined. Let's be determined as worshipers to stay close and to always be found in that posture worshiping. Yes, God, I'm drawing near today. I'm choosing you today, God, no matter what I feel like I'm saying yes. Psalm 146 says this, praise the Lord, praise the Lord my soul. I will praise the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. And sometimes that is an easy thing that flows. And sometimes that is a hard thing that you have to fight for and wrestle to do it but every time it's a choice and every time He is worthy. So I wanna pray for you wherever you find yourself tonight. Maybe this is a week where it's easy to be a worshiper. Maybe this is a week where it feels hard to even open your mouth and say anything. That's okay. You can still draw near to Him. So wherever you find yourself tonight, I believe that God is gonna meet you when you draw near. So let me pray. God, first of all, we just say that You are worthy. You are worthy of all of our worship, of all of our praise. You deserve it all, God. And we wanna be a people who are always found worshiping You, saying yes to You, drawing near to You. But tonight I pray for people that feel tired or that feel weary or it just feels hard. 
I pray, God, that they would find courage to keep drawing near, to not be weary, to not get tired of pressing in, of chasing after You, because we can always find You. We don't have to search and, and work hard. You are there waiting to be found by us. And as soon as we step towards You, You meet us and it is our promise. And so Jesus, may tonight be the beginning of the most beautiful encounters. May ears be open to hear Your words, to hear Your voice, Lord God. I pray You would minister deep into people's hearts, Lord, and that we would leave tonight determined that our tomorrow, we're gonna take a step towards You and trust that You are gonna be there and we are gonna stay close to You. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Amen. That's been pretty powerful so far, don't you agree? I love hearing some of the voices uh, in our team um, teaching on something like worship that wouldn't necessarily, um, you wouldn't see them on a platform or with a microphone, um, but really do have a deep conviction of what worship is and a real kind of commitment to, to run to God in the seasons of life. I love thinking and reading about David, um, especially before he was king and just how he lived this life where he was close to God, no matter what happened to him, no matter how he was treated or no matter what situation he was in, whether he was being persecuted or whether he was being hunted. And even when he became king, his first response was to praise God. I want to encourage you, uh, Hillsong Creative, especially in this season, coming out of this COVID season, we are we're weary of, of building a team or building a, a creative um, community that's really good at what we do without building a creative community that is really rooted in who God is. That's really important to us. And so this is why we would encourage you guys to really take this personally. And, uh, and I pray that we wouldn't have heard all of these messages and all, this, and all of these stories tonight and just kind of, and be encouraged. But I pray that we would take it on, that we would apply some of this stuff. And I just wanna encourage you, draw near to God, push into who He is, meditate on the character of God, search Him and you will find Him. It's the crazy thing, it's not rocket science. Search for Him and you shall find Him. He's not hiding. I wanna uh, finish tonight by, um, by reading Psalm 23. I don't know why really, other than it's just been rattling around my head for the, like, the last two weeks and I'm, I'm like obsessed with it. I'm just gonna read it. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for His namesake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You say amen to that Hillsong Creative. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We love you, we love you, um, but we do, we love you so much. And we thank you that you would uh, invest your time into Team Night. Uh, we appreciate it. 
Well, thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope that it, hope that it's really useful to you. If the podcast is useful and helpful to you, if you're enjoying it, then I'd love to invite you to share it on social media or maybe to text it, you know, share a link with a friend. Uh, if you tag Hillsong Creative at Hillsong Creative, uh, maybe we'll repost you. I don't know. <laughs> and if, you, uh, if you're not yet subscribed, let me just take this opportunity to Uh, invite you to do that as well you'll get notified of new episodes whenever they're released also if you haven't heard we've launched a brand new podcast called the praying through the bible with hillsong creative it's designed to help you get more out of the word of god in your daily life so i'd encourage you to search hillsong creative or praying through the bible subscribe to that one too and of course obviously rate it and let us know how you're enjoying that one too well thanks again for being part of us and with us on the journey and we'll talk to you next time